All right, welcome to the Fantasy Finish Line Podcast. This is episode 27, Last Chance. Cowboy. Cowboy. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm going head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts and fake press Find a nest in the hills, chill like All right, fill her up, Jess. Buy an old drop top, find a spot to pit Then I'm a kid, rock it up and down your block That one goes out to our friend Lance <laughs> And of Jason in Hawaii For sure, so welcome to, to the Fantasy Football Podcast Hosted by Drink5.com. My name is Dave. Across from me is Mike Masserino, uh, a friend of mine who, from way back, has been a contributor to Drink5.com, writes a bunch of really cool columns. And I also have uh, Jess on the show, and uh, she is a uh, she. She is no stranger to a studio. Uh, what, what's it called now? I forget. No, Studio 1105. Yeah, no, we have to do Studio 265. We have to do addition to figure out the actual name, so we're not going to do that tonight. We're going to skip the addition and subtraction and mathematics that was last uh, week's broadcast. If you guys are interested, so please go ahead. But tonight we're talking about what we're drinking right now, and uh, right now I've got a Three Floyd's Alpha King in front of me. Jess, what are you drinking over there? I have got a Bills, uh, Bills, Bells Winter White Ale here. Sounds boring. No, it's tasty and seasonal. Bill's White Ale. It's artisanal. <laughs> Bill's White Ale from down the street. <laughs> yeah. It's an impressive one. It's brewed with Bill's beard and all sorts of different kinds of yeast cultures. We don't want those. No, it's uh, from Bell's from Kalamazoo, and it's a pretty it's a pretty cool uh, winter ale. And over there, Mike, what do you got? I've got Alpha Claus and a uh, bottle of bourbon here, too. So. All right. Fill me up with the bourbon, please. So there we go. I got you. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> Let's do one more shot of bourbon. So uh, this particular bur- bourbon is the Larceny. Remember, I used to think this one was harsh once upon a time. But Cheers, guys. It's pretty good tonight. And since you've known me, then that, that bourbon has gone down in, uh, in grades <laughs> in from harshness. harsh to palatable. That's, yeah, yeah, it's great. When you describe a whiskey as, it's a palatable whiskey, <laughs> it means you should, you should step up another uh, rung on the ladder, I think is what's supposed to happen. So we, we're actually live uh, broadcasting while we're watching the Saints and the Cowboys game. Or should I say mostly the Cowboys game? Is that right, Mike? Cowboys. <laughs> he said he might just, he might just chime in uh, for the whole rest of the broadcast by just reminding us that the Cowboys have, uh, have shut out up until this point when the Saints just scored. Uh, no spoilers out there. You know, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> the first half, I mean, Cowboys look great defensively. Thirteen to zero. Thirteen yep. to zero. So uh, no, it's been it's been fun so far. No doubt, Saints are going to come. You know, marching back. One might say, but uh, he's been waiting all night for that. Oh, I have. Uh, but whoever just scored right now, it wasn't Michael Thomas. So it's been a disappointing night so far. Hopefully. Well, we'll see that turn around. I mean, fantasy wise, that actually works for me. So yeah, it's do or die time right now. I mean, Sorry, it's it's the last Ellis. week, last week before the playoffs. So it's a lot of people got big matchups out there this week. True. So uh, in most leagues, I'm actually in a couple where that's not the case. But in most leagues, week 13 is the last week of the regular fantasy season, followed by 14, 15, and 16 as the fantasy playoffs. If week 17 is in the fantasy playoffs in your league, you play in a bad league, you should leave it uh, and join another one. Yes. And then that's 
And that's the hard and uh, cold facts here from Drink 5. But I do have some leagues that I'm in that are a little different. For example, uh, I'm in a league where only four people make it to the playoffs. And there, there's only two weeks of playoffs, 15-16, which is kind of fun. And then we have another league, which is a guillotine league. And I think closer to the end of the season, when we have a little more time, uh, we may go over some of these alternate kinds of, uh, of scoring rules. But guillotine's cool, and in that case, it is more of a roto league where every single week somebody uh, loses rather than wins, and you go throughout uh, the entire season uh, to week 16, and the person standing at the end is the winner. Yeah, and I've been a big fan of that league. I just got knocked out by Joss. Uh, Mahomes came, and Mahomey. on Monday I scored you know, 49 points in that league when you needed 47 to beat me, and I was like, oh, I got this. But, yeah, it's fun. And uh, what I like points. is it really introduces other people to free agency by a budget. Uh, and, you know, it's after doing it a few times, it's definitely the way to go as opposed to holding the waiver order. See, uh, we're, we're in the wrong business. We should start selling fantasy football insurance. Yes. And there actually is a fantasy football insurance company, uh, which is great. Can you imagine being like the uh, the analyst for that company? Like, I've got a couple friends that, that do uh, you know math for a living. Actuaries, uh, actuarial science is super cool. But these guys are sitting there in a room deciding if your team is worthy of, uh, of getting insurance. And if it is, how much it costs per month. Wouldn't that be amazing? What are they insuring, though? So after your draft, this team or this insurance reviews your team? I'm pretty sure there's insurance there's, in case of no championship. We should do a show on this because it's so interesting. Oh, but yeah. I'm pretty sure there's one website that actually insures players specifically. So for you on your team. So you're like, oh, I've drafted Le'Veon Bell. I'm going to insure him, which would have been a pretty good insurance bet this year. I'll tell you what. <laughs> But, yeah, but what does that do for you? And I guess uh, what, it, what it could do is if it is uh, enough money or a player over a certain caliber, it could give you a portion of like what your league pays out. Uh. You know, Because they're like, okay, so it's, you're basically you own a house, and now you've lost your third bedroom. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like Godzilla has come and crushed it with his, his, giant, uh, uh, his giant, what do you call that? It's not a paw. What, what does Godzilla have? What is that? Claw. It's not a claw. Why, is it a claw? If you lost Le'Veon Bell, you lost your master bedroom, not your third bedroom. So let's put it all together. <laughs> Godzilla crushed Le'Veon Bell in your third bedroom. And so you're getting the settlement is basically what's happening. Fair enough. <laughs> so I, I wanted to talk about some quick thoughts here. And this is just both of you guys. If you are listening, paying attention, I hope you are because you're right here in front of me. And anyone here in uh, the chat room live on Mixler.com slash drink five wants to participate in this discussion, then just chime in. So quick thoughts. No more buys. So I want to know how they affected you this year specifically, if there's any uh, anecdotes or uh, stories that you could tell me about a crazy week. And then if you had any strategies in hindsight that you would have done if you had realized, uh, for example, all your running backs would have been on buy in the same week or something like that. So, Mike, do you have any stories about buys? Have they been okay to you, or did you have any really bad ones? Uh, buys always suck, but, I mean, it's it, it's hard to say you got to plan ahead for the buys. I'm a firm believer of you got to draft, draft the best player. Uh, you deal with them as they come. So I have a lot of Kansas City and Rams players on one team. That's fantastic. Uh, but last week it was brutal. Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, it, it got me by the first 12 or 11 weeks before then. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, no real crazy stories. I don't plan too far. Try to be active on the waiver wire by listening to this podcast. And uh, 
just getting after it. Well, you do have to actually log into your league and select the players. Yeah, that's you know it's, <laughs> that's it's, the that's the first part of the waiver wire. So it's a tough one. What we do see, and and this is something that's always happened, even in the leagues I've been in with r- players that are really into it. Um, you know, guys, uh, guys and, and women alike who are super into it, watching the news, staying up on Tuesday. Sometimes there's someone in that league who just doesn't do it. And I hope all of you guys, you chastise that person the next day. Yes. <laughs> so as long as you've done that, then we've, we've all done our job here as fantasy football professionals. Uh, second thing, um, I'm going to go to Jess. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady... They, of course, were among the very first people drafted from the quarterback position. But it's actually uh, borderline for both of them whether or not you're starting them now on a weekly basis if you have someone who is an alternative. So I know Jess, for example, uh, she has a team where she had Tom Brady on her roster the whole year but never started him. I actually started him once, maybe twice. One, definitely because my starter was on bye. And the other, because, I don't know, my, my other source besides Drink 5, shameless self-promotion, um, is uh, Fantasy Pros. Um, I use them a lot. And on this particular week, they suggested that I start Tom Brady over my dear Patrick Mahomes. Your dear. My dear Patrick Mahomes. Right on. <laughs> uh, he's been doing amazing things for me this year in this league, uh, this one particular one. And... Um, yeah, I actually just recently dropped Tom Brady. I never thought that that was a thing that I would do because all these years he's been like, you know, so highly uh, revered. Uh, and so, yeah, to hardly ever start him and then drop him, I thought was very uh, interesting. Yeah, uh, Mike. And I'm lucky you, that I can do that. Do you have either <laughs> Brady or Rodgers on any of your teams? No. Okay. So but you've seen the same thing I have, though, is it's interesting because this year has been very um, – it's it's just been not a, a usual year for Aaron Rodgers, and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with the team, uh, with the coach, with the players, injuries, etc. And he's still scoring touchdowns. If you look at the last four games – he has had seven touchdowns, so that's pretty impressive. The problem with Rodgers is he hasn't been consistent, and the yardage in some games has been pretty low. So, for example, in Week 12, uh, he played Minnesota, had 198 yards and a touchdown. Um, and it's just tough to to play Aaron Rodgers out there and, and say, you know, this is going to be a QB1 all season, uh, and then he doesn't put up those numbers. You look at Brady, that's even more of a crazy situation. Over the past uh, five weeks with Brady, or four weeks rather, He's had three touchdowns in four weeks. So he's averaging less than a touchdown over the last four weeks. And he hasn't uh, gone over 300 except for one of those. So you've got guys like Lamar Jackson scoring more points than him. You know, uh, before he was injured, Mitchell Trubisky was just killing him. At this point, you can't really start Tom Brady as a QB1. No. So are you starting Lamar Jackson this week against Atlanta over Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Or both? Or neither? What if you got to win and get in? Lamar Jackson sitting on a waiver wire. Do you pick him up and start him over Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? And we'll talk about him a little bit later. Uh, in my opinion, you start Lamar Jackson over Tom Brady, but not Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. And here's a guy who wasn't playing football, and everyone thought that. Uh, uh, well, I don't know what everyone thought. It's it's still in development. You know, we're hmm. progressing through this a little bit. Uh, guys, pour another round of whiskey if you would. Here's. <laughs> Here's my shot glass here. I thought we already did that. Whoops. Uh, More quick thoughts. Amari Cooper, Dallas Cowboys. They're playing right now. 
Uh, maybe not such a bad trade. Everyone thought, unbelievable, the Cowboys just screwed themselves. And what have they been doing since they got Cooper? They've kind of turned the ship around. Yeah. He has been doing pretty well. He's learned all the route running in that offense. And he is an amazing route runner. He really is. Uh, look at his stats over the past couple weeks. Um, six, uh, sorry, five receptions in week nine. Uh, six in week 10. He did dip down a little bit in week 11. But then week 12 and 13, eight and seven. Uh, he's had three touchdowns since he's been there, and he just seems to be trending up, getting at least seven receptions in the last two games. And I feel like Cooper was a good decision from the Cowboys, and I was one of those people saying, I can't believe they did that. No, and uh, it's he's good young for Amari too. Cooper, too. Yeah. You know, he is miserable on Oakland. And, he really uh, was. There was an article today that he said he's playing with more passion since traded to the Cowboys, and it's... It's showing. Even watching him tonight, I mean, his routes have been clean. It's just the Saints have been all over him. Uh, so far, one of the only good things they've been doing. But uh, still been getting a lot of targets, a lot of yards. Well, it uh, is Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper. I yes. mean, that's all they really have. And Dak's <laughs> got, you know, good, good fresh legs. And, uh, you know, go Cowboys. Fresh legs. He said it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to capture that sound bite to use and. <laughs> In like later shows, Great. He, he's got fresh legs. Fresh legs. I don't know. Uh, Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards, we talked about Lamar a little bit earlier. The Ravens passing game is kind of waving goodbye to us as you know as we see the Baltimore games move on. But Flacco is pretty much down for the count here as long as Jackson keeps winning, right? Because Lamar Jackson has won two games. If they go 3-0, and they're not going back to Flacco. No, they're not. And uh, no, he's looked great. I mean... First game, what did he rush for? Twenty-seven times, I think. Last week it was it was twenty-five-ish, and it was like one of the most that a quarterback has ever rushed in the history of the NFL. Yeah, he looked. You know what? What I like seeing last week is he did start going down the field more, uh, a little bit more than the week prior. So it'll be a fun week to watch this week. Yeah, that's for sure. And McCaffrey, little sweet with 125 rushing yards. Little sweet. 112 receiving yards and two touchdowns. That's what he had last week. 125 rushing, 112 receiving. And I actually sat down and watched the whole game. I was just laying down on my couch watching Christian McCaffrey win me fantasy games. And that's what you're looking for, really, isn't it? Yes. And I mean, so you want that guy on your team when you're watching that game on your couch. All those things come together. It's a beautiful Sunday. Even it, if it's the snowing and storming and blizzarding out, all those points, those McCafferty points. McCafferty. Yeah, they make you feel warm. I said it. <laughs> to make you feel warm inside. No, I'm kidding. They do make you feel warm inside, and it's not just the whiskey, but that helps. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I think we have one more shot here of Larceny. And uh, to Christian McCaffrey, does that shot go, doesn't it? Cheers. I wish I had more Christian McCaffrey's. <laughs> Seven in the morning and I'm lying in my bed A million ways to hurt you running round and round my head I won't feel guilty for that I won't feel guilty for that No, no, no Glenn from the chat room said uh, he felt good after McCaffrey whipped him in the butt last week. So I, I take all the credit for that, Glenn. No problem. It's fun to it's fun to talk to people that you actually play against. You know, when you're when you're talking live here, and um, both people at this table I'm in fantasy leagues with, super cool. 
Um, although we discussed earlier how um, you know it, it would be nice to not have 85 million fantasy leagues. You really got to prioritize. Yeah. Every year I say, I'm going to prioritize. I'm in like nine leagues. Maybe I'll go down to five. The next year I'm like, how do I end up in ten leagues? <laughs> <laughs> That's because it's fun. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have some uh, in-depth discussion, and they're based on takeaways from week 12. I, I hope that you guys have some things to add here. I'm sure you do. I wanted to talk first about Melvin Gordon. So here's a quote from the Chargers head coach, Anthony Lynn. And he said this earlier in the week before uh, the Week 12 game where Melvin Gordon injured his MCL. He said, most starting runners this time of year are sore or something's wrong. So we'll have to decide if it's worth holding him back or just letting him go out there. And he made the wrong decision. Well, it was his other knee. So it's just Melvin Gordon being poo-poo glass Melvin Gordon. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever called Melvin Gordon poo-poo glass. <laughs> I guess there's a, there's a start for everything. <laughs> um, but, but he did have some issues with his uh, other knee and his hamstring before that game. And Lynn kept him in there. But what's surprising about what happened was he kept him in there even after yeah. halftime. So the Chargers were up 28-10. to 10. Melvin Gordon was hurting. Uh, from reports that I read, he was even talking to the coach about it, et cetera. Yeah, and uh, and he's like, no, go out there, score points, and I get it. That's what all of us want. Yep. we all want to do that. We all want to run up the score like Andy Reid in a, in a in a walrus suit. No, that's just his regular clothing, and uh, and make it happen, you know. But unfortunately, uh, for the uh, fantasy owners that that do have Melvin Gordon, he tore his MCL, yep. and all. All signs say it'll be a couple weeks. With an MCL injury, it could be up to four or five based on the grade that he suffered, which means that he might not even be available until the fantasy playoffs. But, of course, they're not telling us that because yeah. they don't want you know their opponents to know what the extent of his injury is. Yeah, no, I mean, hopefully you locked up Austin Eckler if you're a Melvin Gordon owner. And uh, Melvin Gordon's so fun to watch. Uh, you know, he's one guy... I avoided. I wish I didn't because he's been an animal. Me too. Um, I don't have him on any leagues, and I, I wish I had. I yeah. wish I had uh, because if if you had Melvin Gordon, you're doing good and you're in a great position. And <laughs> hopefully, you locked up Austin Eckler because he's going to be a great play this week against the Steelers. Well, um, interesting enough, I did not have any Melvin Gordons on any of my leagues. Zero Melvin Gordons. Zero. Zero Got Melvin it. Gordons. Um, but I did try no to Melvin. lock down Eckler. Uh, in multiple leagues. Did you secure week. Eckler anywhere? I did not. Ah. I was either uh, too high of a wire uh, waiver priority. Uh, you know, that's a compliment, and it can be uh, a problem as well. Um, or I just didn't bid enough money. So there's that. Sure. <laughs> well, that, that can always be the problem. And he, he's right. I wanted to talk about Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. So here's the interesting thing. Everyone knows that Austin Eckler had filled in in the past in 2017 he uh, had 47 rushing attempts for 260 yards and two touchdowns. Also, two receptions, uh, or sorry, 27 receptions for 279 yards. So clearly, he's kind of that, um, he's kind of an every down back, uh, and he's not an amazing player, but he really does look like an above average running back. And a guy like that filling in, if Melvin Gordon can't play any of the regular season, he's going to be a, a season stealer from somebody. Yes. So, and, and he's gone in all leagues where anyone cares about fantasy football. He should be. <laughs> um, but there, so there Justin is Jackson. There is another guy, right? Justin Jackson. He <laughs> he. 
And what's really interesting about Justin is that he is a uh, <clears throat> he is a, a guy who started off from Northwestern, right over uh, by where we are in the Chicago suburbs, and he has not played any games uh, in 2017. Unlike Eckler, he was a, a rookie this year, and he only had a couple of carries throughout the year before Week 12. In Week 12, he had seven rushes for 57 yards. That's an average of 8.1 per rush. He looked really good out there. I have read numerous reports from uh, fantasy experts from, from uh, sorry, not exports, uh, <laughs> fantasy experts. <laughs> yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't export our, our fantasies here. No, no, no. Yeah, we keep them in house. Yes. Uh, <laughs> seven rushes for 57 yards. And uh, people saying that it's not Eckler who's going to be the short yardage running back, that it's Justin Jackson. And I have no idea, but I do know this. Uh, this is one of those opportunities you have where if there is someone expendable on your bench, uh, someone who's been in and out of injury, you know, someone who has not really gone up to par for the, for the whole year, this is one of those opportunities where you grab a guy like Jackson who could end up being the guy for some reason. Yep. Absolutely. Austin Eckler has, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's ever really taken on a full role. He's always been that change of pace guy. And when Melvin Gordon's gone down, there's always been somebody else. Uh, so, no, I think he's an intriguing pick this, uh, pick this week. Yeah, I mean, so... I wouldn't be putting him in my lineup so at all. The thing but. about Eckler is he had 10 receptions for 68 yards, and, and clearly uh, that means he's trusted. He's going to have that role. He is the guy on third downs. He is the guy also that will have a whole lot of uh, of rushes going forward um, and, and regular downs. But I just want to let you guys know, there has been a lot of talk about all of these sorts of things whenever a new running back comes in. And much like Gus Edwards, if a guy comes in and has a high average and performs at a high level, the coaches are not. They are not going to stop using him. So just warning to all those people that are playing Eckler, um, it, hopefully it's a PPR league, because yep. I guarantee you Jackson has carries. Now, we don't know to what extent, but I guarantee you he's a part of that game. I still like Eckler to get a touchdown or two this week. If you have him, put him in. <laughs> I I am not telling you yeah. not to not to play him. I'm saying, uh, you know, don't be surprised if if a lot of those uh, carries do go to Jackson. Yeah, but you know, yeah, get a piece of that offense because you know Chargers have been hot. Absolutely. You know they're gonna look to finish strong going into the playoffs. Yeah, let's talk about Josh Adams a little bit. So uh, we've been ringing Adams' bell here on the show for a number of weeks. Uh, I remember a couple weeks ago, Jason and I talked about. Uh, Josh Adams, who is someone who just got a couple carries. Maybe it was someone to pick up, maybe not. He has slowly been trending up in a in a good direction, and the coaches have continued to talk about it um, uh, in their press conferences, etc., and actually give Adams more work each consecutive week. What I like are trends. What you see here is a trend. In week 12, he had 22 carries for 84 yards and a touchdown. Mike, that's more carries than J.H.I. has ever had with the Eagles in any game. I predict uh, that J.J. is not the starting running back of the Eagles next year. It's Josh Adams. And I know it's early. I know it's early. But I, I'm honestly, he's a better running back. Look at him. I think it's somebody that's not on the team right now. <laughs> Such an easy thing to say, man. Is it? More work. More work. Well, I was going to say I agree with you, but I also felt like that was too easy to say. 
<laughs> Too easy of an answer. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, look, uh, no, I like Josh Adams. He's been getting the bulk of the carries. Uh, I think he's going to continue to see that. But we can, we can leave next year's out of it. But that's just my the prediction. rest of this year. Yes, give me all the Josh Adams. Well, there is no Ajayi. No, uh, Darren Sproles is becoming healthy again, but he has no role. Clement Wendell Smallwood and Clement, shot. they all both they all tried. They yep. all had a role. Nothing happened. Yep. Josh Adams is clearly the best running back on that team. Yes, but. They're, they're giving the ball to a point where they haven't before in a long time. Yep. And that's what I like. Because who do you want? You want a guy that's going to have the ball 20 times plus. When do you want him? You want it now. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, I mean, I think he'll have even more carries next year, et cetera. But we'll see what happens with that. Uh, going up against a Washington defense that has allowed 23.4 points per week to opposing running backs. If you don't play Josh Adams and you have him on your team, I think you're going to be disappointed. And and let's be serious. Um, what is one thing that we all do when we get into the final weeks of the regular season and the first weeks of the uh, of the postseason uh, for fantasy football? We, we overanalyze our players, yep. and we look at them, and we look at them again. A lot of us that play way too much fantasy football, of course, I'm raising my hand here. I, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that Mike is. Um, I, I see one of Jess's hands in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that all of us look at our teams, and then we look at them again, and then on Sunday night, you know, or sorry, Saturday night, we look at them again, Sunday morning again. And the reason you make mistakes is because you're second-guessing yourself. Yep. When you look at your team, first of all, and you have a, kind of a gut feeling, I always say you should go for that, right? If there's a player trending up, there's no reason to stop playing him. There's no reason to play someone over him, even if that player's name is in, is in bigger spotlights than the player you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So Josh Adams is a start, period. And it's going to be over a lot of RB1s that are not going to perform up to snuff this week. What do you guys think? I got to look up some rankings and question who you would start him over. I don't know if he's an RB1 this week, but I'd, you know, I'd definitely be starting him. I don't think he's going to finish top 10 or top 12. Well, I update my rankings throughout the week. I said he's a start. I didn't necessarily say he's an RB1, I don't think. I think he just said he would be an RB1 this week. No. Oh. Maybe so, but I, I feel he, I'm going to keep moving him up through the rankings. So yeah, no, he's 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 a start unless you have you know Elvin Kamara and Todd Gurley. Well, I'm know. just saying you're looking at guys like Josh Adams and and Austin Eckler, who you mentioned, uh, um, and then also there's some guys that have been trending up like Lamar Miller, etc. And then you look at guys that are in the top ten of the running backs that could maybe underperform. Uh, for example, Aaron Jones might not have such a good game versus Arizona. Um, or you have guys like... Uh, Are you starting Josh Adams over Aaron Jones? No, not currently. But again, uh, the rankings evolve through the week. So if everything has been like a big snowball saying, more carries Josh Adams, more carries Josh Adams. And every week that Jason and I have been on the podcast over the past three weeks talking about him, every week he's had more carries. He's, he's done better and better. Uh, more snap percentages. So I, I just feel like there's no reason to ignore the trend. He should be, uh, I'll, I'll say, top 20. Okay. You know what I mean? And okay. that means he's startable on your yes. team. 
Yes. No, no matter what. Absolutely. There's someone you have that, that you should probably start Josh Adams over, even if it's a flex player. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Baker Mayfield. Baker. So as, as some top dogs at the position seem to be losing their bark, and I'm looking at you, Tom Brady, for example, uh, we look at future stars at the position showing up. So Mayfield had four touchdowns and 258 yards against the Bengals in Week 12. He's averaging almost three touchdowns per game over the fi- past five weeks, and during that time he's only had two interceptions. Now tell me what other quarterbacks have started over the past five weeks and only had two interceptions um, and uh, basically three touchdowns per game. No, it's it, there's a changing of the tide in uh, in Cleveland, and as a Pittsburgh fan, it's it's a little scary to think about what it could turn into. But, Down the road, it's pretty bad for us. Yeah, I mean, Kitchens uh, came <laughs> in as offensive coordinator, and one thing I like is he has a bet with Chubb, and it's probably a joke, but if Georgia wins on Saturday, Chubb gets to call the offensive plays on Sunday. Yeah, um, Freddie Kitchens, come so, on. So, you know, uh, but it's been a different team since uh, they fired Hugh. And uh, watching them kind of beat up on Cincinnati last week was almost poetic. But uh, Baker's been great. Uh, I think he's a top top 10 quarterback this week. I'd be playing him over Aaron Rodgers and over Tom Brady. Yeah, that's week. my point. And, and Jason yep. in the chat room, he, uh, he said – uh, that Breeze, you know, perhaps was one of those players that meets the requirements. And absolutely, I think he does. I didn't look up the stats there, but I would bet you that there's only two or three quarterbacks that have been better than Mayfield over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. As uh, several, rather. Um, if you have one of those quarterbacks. <laughs> Mahomes and... is almost always going to be in that equation. Yes. Yeah. It's almost always the answer. Mahomes been so good. If you have one of those so quarterbacks right now and you're fighting for that final playoff spot this week you're fighting because they failed you to get here uh you know there's probably been weeks you lost out on a couple points because aaron Rodgers put up a stinker um so you know at that point go with the hot hand can you imagine though starting baker mayfield yeah, over aaron Rodgers? he gets 12 points Rodgers <laughs> throws you know six touchdowns and, and then someone's like all and over. that's why you start your yes. studs and you're like oh i feel bad yeah i feel bad you about myself way but well, Mayfield is only 59% owned in Yahoo Fantasy Leagues, and that number will continue to climb. He is the number 21 quarterback overall right now, but he didn't play the first two games of the season, and I'm pretty sure the third game he only scored eight or nine points. So if you add on just average numbers during that time, he's basically right in between Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. So want, Baker I, Mayfield... I want the numbers after Hugh Jackson left. <laughs> this is my point. He's done so much yeah. better in the last five weeks, but... You talk about where he already is. Mm-hmm. He's already in like the top 15 of the quarterbacks in fantasy for the year if yep. you extrapolate basic quarterback numbers. Like just give him uh uh Josh Rosen numbers, you know, and it's fine. <laughs> he's still he's still a great quarterback this year. And that's impressive because both Mike and I are Pittsburgh fans. We want the worst for the Cleveland Browns, and you know what? They've had the worst for so long. Unfortunately for us, um they are going to get better. And the guys that I'm talking about here, you know, that, that are so good, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, Antonio Callaway is looking better, and David Njoku, all those guys, we're going to hear their names over and over again for the next five, six years. Yeah. And, and they may go through five more coaches, but those guys are going to be studs on that team. I hope so. I uh, My dynasty league, I have 
Chubb and Callaway. So you drafted the Cleveland Browns. I have the Browns. So you're bad for a couple years. And then you'll be good, maybe. Hopefully. Hugh, maybe. J- Hugh Jackson comes back. Probably He not. coaches them again yes. in 2022. <laughs> Hugh, it's the year of the Jackson. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No one's ever said that. Oh, jeez. Oh. So, yeah, by the numbers, Baker Mayfield looks great. Um, if I needed a quarterback, I would try and get him. She says of uh, owning Patrick Mahomes. In one league. And, honestly, I'm starting Ben Roethlisberger in two other leagues. You got a third... Uh, Steelers fan here as well. Well, I talked way. to I talked to Jason offline about this. Um, <laughs> I'd I think a couple of days ago. Everywhere. I don't know. This I, week or always. The Steelers at home <laughs> always better. perform. I bet yes. you there is at least one like seventy yard touchdown pass, and he will at least get like twenty twenty three twenty four points. Yeah, I mean Steelers at home. They've been bounce good. back game. Chargers. It's going to be a shootout. So our defense is horrible. So hopefully we keep up. It's horrible. Um, but no, horrible, I'd, I'd be starting Roethlisberger this week against San Diego at home. Yeah, I hear that. I so, think I think he'll be a top five, top so six quarterback. Last thought about uh, Mayfield is that he plays the Bengals in Week 16. The Bengals are the team that he just played and had a really great game, four touchdowns in, and that's Week 16, the Fantasy Championship. If nothing <laughs> else changes. I think you would be good on yourself if you don't have uh, an amazing quarterback matchup in Week 16. Just pick up Mayfield now because just play him against the Bengals in Week 16. They're going to have no... In your championship round. That's the problem, isn't it? In your championship round. It's like... You so just... start your studs if if you have Aaron Rodgers or... Like, what about Matt Ryan? You know, he's had a great year so far. He's had a couple of those those poo poo games. We've too, been but... doing this podcast for years, and we started off always saying "start your studs," but over the years, it has kind of changed a little bit yes. to uh, start the players that are trending uh, in a good direction. Exactly. Right now, I They're agree. Like short term studs, can we call them? Like, sh- but it doesn't have the same ring to it. You yeah. know, start no. your short term trending studs. You got to think of an acronym. <laughs> Acronyms are better in these situations. If you could, if you could think of an acronym, that'd be great. But I think everyone agrees <laughs> that he's a. Baker Mayfield's going to end up being probably a 2018 short-term stud. Whether or not he extends that into the future, he's doing well now. Yes. And you are an idiot if you do not play the players who are doing well now. Now. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You know, you can't play LaDainian Tomlinson. It's 2018. You play the players doing well now. You play on Lamar Jackson or Matt Ryan this week? I... I totally agree with that, by the way. That game's going to be insane. What kind of answer is that? <laughs> I'm thinking of Lamar Jackson versus Matt Ryan one-on-one oh, in basketball. one-on-one. No, like MMA. Oh, you want him to box? Yes. Like without gloves or? Uh, no gloves, eight ounce. <laughs> so uh, last player I have to mention is David Moore. Um, here's another. <laughs> What's wrong? You didn't answer the question. Lamar Miller or? Or not Lamar Miller, Lamar Jackson, or Matt Ryan this week? Do you have Do you have that like a, as a matchup on one of your teams? It's a hypothetical. It's Are you sure it's hypothetical? No. <laughs> I I would probably start Lamar Jackson because I think this week Matt Ryan is poo poo. Shout out to Glenn over there in the Highlands, <laughs> right? Uh, I think we need another shot, ladies Cheers. and gentlemen, to this uh, whiskey, ninety two proof Larceny. Oh Jesus. And to everybody who's in more than three fantasy leagues, cheers.
Cheers. What if I'm only in three? Uh, but I also do confidence pulls and those <laughs> things, so that counts. That puts uh, me over I the d- I didn't mean to put you on the edge there. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, anyone who's in three or more fantasy leagues, oh, cheers. Thanks, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so David Moore. Are you familiar with David Moore, Mike? Yes. Okay. So he, we've talked about, again, just like Josh Adams, is developing talent for the past couple weeks. Jason and I have had him on our list of guys to pick up. We've kind of had this developing list of ads that you must have on your team. And as we've seen their uh, uh, percentages owned in Yahoo going up slowly over the weeks, so does our self-confidence in the fact that we are fantasy experts because, God damn it, those players are being more and more owned and they're doing better. It's amazing. It really is it's good to hear. It is. And, you know, as a Doug Baldwin owner in many leagues, it's it's disappointing because that's the role I've been looking for Doug to kind of fill. And David Moore's getting more and more targets every week. I'm trying to pull up numbers now. At least that's what it feels like watching those Seattle games. And hopefully he's somebody you've locked up. So as a Doug Baldwin owner, you're kind of burying your face in your pillow. At this oh, point. Doug Baldwin's been horrible. <laughs> and I was so excited about Doug Baldwin this year. I have him in a lot of leagues, and that's probably why I'm not doing so well this year. There are certain drop players I targeted. Drop him. Oh, yes. that's strong. But oh, I, I, dro- I did drop him. In, in if you haven't dropped him yet. Not in a 12-team league. I should. But Here we go. You never know. Russell Wilson's heating up. He is, and and David Moore is a, a guy that I think is someone that yes. you need for your team for the fantasy playoffs. He's been great, and last week he kind of set it off with 103 yards and a touchdown on four receptions against the Panthers. So he's basically a, a wide receiver three every week, but if you look at his statistics, it looks like someone who kind of had a couple fluky games. I think that we know, having seen those games, having watched those games, etc., that Baldwin is kind of going away, and that team is going to be Lockett and more. Last week, Bald- Russell Wilson overthrew Baldwin by three or four feet wide <laughs> open in the end zone. So a lot of it, I remember that play because I'm watching, I'm like, yes, no. And, uh, you know, so there's been missed opportunities, but no, still, I'd, I'd like stocking more. Um, you know, Seattle's in the hunt, and uh, Russell Wilson's a second-half type of guy. Uh, look at his numbers from the years past. I was I was a really big proponent so far of our, our on our shows of Russell Wilson coming back from the dead, as, as it were, because the offensive line wasn't as good. They made changes. The wide receivers weren't as good. They got healthier. They came back. They, they schemed. The running backs weren't as good. They they made it a triumvirate, and it worked out. And now Chris Carson is leading that, uh, you know, that surge, and it's working out really well. Russell Wilson uh, has his footing. He's running. He's passing. He's still uh, among the the league lowest pass attempts per per game. However, he is super efficient, and uh, the whole Seahawks offense has been turning it around. So I think personally that games against the 49ers and the Chiefs over the next few weeks should make it pretty easy to continue forward with good fantasy production with the Seattle Seahawks. And Moore is only 24% owned in Yahoo Leagues. So if you don't have David Moore, you should grab him, grab him, grab him yep. right now because he will continue to have probably three, four receptions a game and a touchdown is likely. I agree. Let's go. <laughs> well, cheers. I, I think uh, maybe one more uh, Philip is all right. And one of the one of the things I wanted to, to talk about the most 
was, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> I just got a second wind. Who do you like better, Hall or Oates? If you had to start on my fantasy team. Oates, because I can eat them. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, uh, so just like we've been doing over the past couple of weeks, I wanted to talk about some drops and some adds to your fantasy teams. So let's look at it. Um, running backs, some guys that I think maybe you might want to part with now um, that you wouldn't have – Felt like you should otherwise. Elijah McGuire, here's a guy who we thought would would really fill in well there, not putting up the numbers that we were expecting. And neither really is is Crowell. Yeah, I'm a big Crowell fan, and uh, it's been disappointing. Uh, touchdowns occasionally. Touchdowns occasionally. It's just those weeks are so hit or miss. Uh, I was just looking up Elijah McGuire to see what he's been doing, um, you know, in our PPR that's a, league. That's a boring uh, fantasy yeah, production. The first week <laughs> it looked good. You're like, oh, nine points. Nice. Uh, not Or not nice, but not too bad. And right. It's been eight. It's been three. Uh, you know, Crowell hasn't been too much better. Uh, avoid the Jets. Oh, no. So you be, you be careful over there with your cause. Oh. Crow, crows can be about six feet away. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a three foot crow. Uh, there's nothing I like better on Sundays than calling at the TV when I say a, uh, see a Crowell highlight on Red Zone. Uh, <laughs> I'd avoid the Jets. Uh, other than Chris Herndon, um, he's looked good, and uh, in the tight end shit show out there. Uh, I, I think he's a reliable guy that I would start this week. See, I like that um, acronym because that's one you can use. A tight end shit show is a test. And a test is a good acronym. So I appreciate that. I Thank appreciate you. that, Mike. So in this test that we're, we're experiencing currently, uh, <laughs> I do think that Herndon is, is a pretty good tight end to fill in. And uh, is he Herndon or is he, isn't he Herndon like the fourth or something? Isn't he? Doesn't he have like a... Roman numeral after his name. I'm going to call him Chris Herndon. <laughs> As a nickname? Yes. <laughs> Our nickname for him is Herndon. Because we're very imaginative and creative here at the Fantasy Finish Line podcast. <laughs> it's working out well. It's pretty good stuff. Maybe Herm. Herm. You got the Herms? Well... If only he would continue to do well as a as a as a fantasy player, because then, because then we could say you got the Herns for Herndon. 
No one's ever said that, but I did right now, right here at this moment. There so we I want, go. I want this to be just. Can you can you package this like in a little box? Hearns. Send it to me. You got the Hearn for Herndon. I like it. Uh, I think it's a solid play. Uh, top, you know, he's been. Or John o. Smith, who's probably better. John o. Smith's been great. <laughs> He's we been should, great as well. We should not do a podcast. Things to not do a podcast about. Number one, tight ends that are in the bottom half of the 2018 fantasy football season. Well, those are guys that you should be starting this week over some of the other tight ends that have been more hit or miss. Yeah, I'm saying it's just not a fun thing to talk about. <laughs> well, you got to talk about it. It's a big spot. You know, if you're going against a Kelsey or a Nertz this week, like then you're done. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Because if, but, you have a, if you have a Kittle, Ertz, or... or um, hey, you got to throw Kittle in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you have a Kittle, Ertz, or Kelsey, Kelsey you're done. What about a Gronk? No. Last week, Gronk was no. back. Gronk's not that scary. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We should change the show. We should just be like... Uh, um, Tight end Thursdays. <laughs> Bottomhalftightends.com. <laughs> We talk about those tight ends you need to pick up on your waiver wire. I don't want to Google it, but I bet that domain's already taken. Oh, it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, and this is a serious discussion. Speak about a bottom half tight end. <laughs> well, I don't even know what that means, but I find it funny. So here, here is a guy. <laughs> Jason says Gronk is scary if he's on your team, which is... That's that's Word, the correct response. Bro. He's not yes. scary. If you're going up against Gronk, you're like, uh, eh. if he's on your team, you're like, oh no. You know exactly my brother. We're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to love me some Gronk, you know. I even had a uh a team um phrase Gronk Smash, you know, but uh you can't trust him anymore. I feel like Yahoo is the only place where there's a team phrase. You can trust him when he's in the <laughs> when he's in the lineup and Kind of healthy, like twenty percent healthy. You got to put him in there. So What's like, funny is you have to. You the drafted first, like, him. Quarter of of the year. He had basically. a great week last week. Um, because he had a touchdown. I think Gronk Gronk's gonna retire from the league, try to join wrestling, and then fail at that. <laughs> I kind of feel like if you get to the point, he's like where... the not as good Rock. Like he's like the the crappy Dwayne Allman. You know. Now you gotta love his. Oh, sorry, not He's gonna be like an act. The, the Tide commercials with Gronk always crack me up. Every time they come on, I laugh. Oh, he I can't. Just he can't act though. Like he, he, he has no emotions. I don't think. He's got emotions. One emotion. Gronk. Yes. <laughs> he's not sad or happy. He's Gronk. Look at Gronk. He's so Gronk on the sideline over there. I'm a big fan of Gronk because I can see myself connecting with Gronk. Like, you, you and Gronk together. If I had a top five players to have a beer with, Gronk would be one of the five. And so would Blake Bortles, right? No. Oh, see, I like well, Bortles. Well, you, you could just go to his beach house and have a beer with him. We can Bortles, Gronk, and Cutler. I'd that could be a, a good, keg good stand three. With a Gronk. Yeah. I think I'd rather keg stand with a Gronk, I think. <laughs> I know I'm a little old for that now, but. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, Jordan Howard, I was just talking about, uh, I think that he is a candidate. For a drop. I want you guys to tell me why I shouldn't drop Jordan Howard. Mike? You should. <laughs> he just says you should. So Jordan Howard, uh, <laughs> last week, he had seven rushes for 13 yards for an average of 1.9 yards per rush. 
Uh, and he had one reception for two yards. Pretty amazing guy. Yeah, right? it's fantastic. Now, he has had touchdowns this year, but he hasn't had touchdowns since week nine where he scored two and was an amazingly serviceable running back for those of you who had him in your lineup. But now he has gone from scoring basically uh, three points in week 10 to, I think, uh, something like six points in week 11 to, what is it? 1.5 points in, in week 12. So three weeks of production that is non-existent. Uh, we can't blame that on, on Chase Daniel. That's just the scheme for the Bears says Tariq Cohen's the guy, not Jordan Howard. So he, do you guys agree with me? Yes. Now, is he just a bench? Do you wait on him or do you just ditch him and, and get somebody else right now who's playing better? You drop him for Isaiah Crowell. <laughs> He's just... You pick up Crowell instead of Jordan Howard? No, I'm, if you had them on your team and, and none of the guys we have talked about are on the waiver wire... Let's I'd not be, take guys trending down and just pick them up for other guys trending down. That's I'd, I'd play Isaiah Crowell over Jordan Howard. Oh. But obviously you'd play uh, Josh Adams or Gus Edwards or some of those pickups over both of those guys. Yeah, I've been trying to get my hands on some Gus Edwards and it hasn't been working out for me fantasy football-wise. I don't know. I think Jordan Howard's a, a drop. Uh, something's clicking in Chicago. Um, as a Steeler fan in Chicago, it sucks to see, but you know they're clicking, and and it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, but it's been a Tariq Cohen show. Jordan Howard's Cohen. not a part of that offense. Okay, and speaking of that, we've got Alex Collins. Alex Collins, who is practicing Isn't this he week. Done? Well. Like- Here's the conversation. I have him on a team or he's, a league. He's well, a hold. If, if he's on your team, so here's... Honestly, I can't even remember if I dropped him this week. If he's on your team, so here's... <laughs> I know a, I tried. If he's on your team, so here's exactly what we should be talking about, right? Is Alex Collins is someone who uh, was decided that he was kind of the guy who was the best, uh, the best running back candidate to take over the lead back role in Baltimore. But right now, it's Gus the Bus... Gus Bus, not oh, he, not Gus the Bus. Mike's there's saying, only one the Bus. Mike's saying don't put. We the, already the. had this discussion no, tonight. There is no the. Don't there's put, only it's one Gus the Bus. But he's saying don't put the the because yeah, the was one. was Jerome the bus. Bettis. The Bus. There's yes. only one. I've so got the sweatshirt. The Bus. <laughs> so his Gus Bus is what we're deciding. Gus Bus. All right. So Gus Bus. <laughs> Gus Bus Edwards. He has basically stolen Alex Callen's job. There's a lot of people who don't. Believe Stolen, that earned. Who can really say these things? But <laughs> I, but I think they're wrong. I think he's clearly stolen the job. There there is no job left for Alex Collins. Uh, he was inactive when he shouldn't have been. And and whenever that happens in the NFL, you know that that is because you lost your job. If they put you inactive, a uh, healthy scratch, or someone who oh they hurt their foot At a little point, bit. At that point, it's personal. I mean. They needed There's someone else to back them up. The media may never find out about it. So I think <laughs> Gus is the guy in in you know the Ravens' offense right now. As long as uh, Lamar is winning games for the rest of the year, unless something crazy happens or an injury happens to Gus, he will continue to bus. <laughs> Gus bus. <laughs> give, can you give me some? Give this man uh, another yeah. Larson. I need some no. commentary, not just Gus bus. <laughs> I'm thinking because I agree. I'm, bus. I'm looking at numbers right now, and <laughs> I'm in a dilemma this week where 
I could start Gus Edwards over LaShawn McCoy. Oh, well, you could ask me your line of questions, and I will uh, do the best to, to you know, answer them Last for you. Last time I asked, I had asked three times <laughs> with Lamar Jackson over Matt Ryan. But anyways, so Gus Edwards, I mean, <laughs> Gus, I agree. I, uh, You know, Alex Collins, uh, the miss. I, I have mystery. Gus Edwards at number 13. 13 this week. So, so I really just outside I, running back one. I really doubt there's anyone else you would ask about that would be over him. If what you if, have to ask about it at that point, it's like, yes, start guys. What about Dixon's coming back from IR? Well, you do nothing with him, clearly, until <laughs> until he actually proves himself. Maybe. He scares me. <laughs> but he's, he's the lead guy on the Ravens, absolutely. Um, so... I'm trying to talk myself out of starting him over LaShawn McCoy, but I feel like looking at the numbers the last couple of weeks, I think that's a good comparison. LaShawn McCoy has been crap, and you, you drafted him as a running back two or running back three, and I think uh, Gus Edwards has I don't a know why you, shot at that. Gus Edwards has two games. Out of, uh, the last two games are 100-yard games. And and you're talking about a guy, LaShawn McCoy, on the Buffalo Bills. I have LaShawn McCoy at 27 right now in standard leagues. 27. Like, Gus literally... Gus Bus. Gus Bus is way higher than that. So you'd have to tell me why you think LaShawn McCoy deserves a spot, you know, in, in your starting lineup. Historical data. No, that's not... It's not, it's not even relevant. It is. You know what's funny is that is that Jason and I. I'll tell you guys a little. Uh, it's not a secret. It's just a uh, a Inside story. A tip. No, it's a story oh, yeah. about how we originally came to doing rankings and all that. Uh, we we kind of built an algorithm and computerized system based on points per touch and uh, and all of these things um, uh, historical data for individual players, and all of that was really great. But it wasn't until we put less emphasis on the historical and more emphasis on the now that we arrived upon a an actual algorithm that was working better than it was before if you have more the more you put the uh, emphasis on the historical the less um accurate the statistics actually are so th- that should tell you more than anything i mean LaShawn McCoy has played really good football and he's about done with that <laughs> so if you don't play Gus Bus over LaShawn McCoy, you're going to lose that game. You lost me at Tide Pod. Yeah, well, I had one Tide Pod, but uh, I heard multiple <laughs> Tide Pods. They, they give you a better trip, right? Is that, is that how it works? That's it. <laughs> so, uh, no, I agree. Uh, you got to play Gus Edwards over LaShawn McCoy. Um, all day, every day. All day, every day. Over Jordan Howard, obviously. Cowboys, Cowboys won. How about that? No way. It's over. What? Yeah, you're looking at Joe Buck now. You don't see Joe Buck till the end of the game. 
thought it maybe it was a two-minute warning or a halftime or something. Just kidding, not halftime. No, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure Drew Brees. So we had an a we had, we had a fun time watching uh, watching Drew Brees and us losing all of our confidence points. Cowboys. Down the drain to the Cowboys. I, we were talking earlier before the game about how it was a trap game, and it absolutely was. Dallas has been doing better. Mike, 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 on the Cowboys. Better. Did you really? No. I mean, what did you really do? <laughs> I want Nobody like put 14 on, on New Orleans. <laughs> this whole night, this guy. <laughs> I should have. Cowboys. I should have. But he did. I said it even before the game started. I Nobody just went with it. Nobody it. did that. That's ridiculous. Nope. Come on. Let's, let's Falls. See. Let's that, see if anybody... That'd be a big start. Oh, my God. Let's gosh. find out. I'm going to look. You go ahead. Kevin. All right, let's 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 talk about real quickly uh, a couple guys that uh, that you would start this week um, that are um, below the radar. Uh, so anybody over there, Mike? Should I start with a couple guys myself? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I I think that Greg Olson is someone who uh, may not be necessarily. <gasps> you guys, I'm sorry to distract. Oh, three people. Three people. Put their points on Dallas. We got Hawkeye MC in the house, right? Glenn, Glenn is in the in the chat room right now. Yeah, well, I, congratulations, Glenn, on your one point on Dallas. Uh, a little, uh, <laughs> a little high five to you, my Too friend. Too tall, Ray J, J Ray, also one point, and uh... <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about confidence bull. Although I do urge all of you guys to to gamble in any way possible on football because clearly that's what everyone should be doing every season. Because it gets you to watch games like Don't Jacksonville versus Tampa local, Bay. Because uh, why Chicago else would you watch fans. it otherwise? You know, nobody actually cares about those teams. <laughs> um, so Olson over the last two weeks has had seven targets, and that's fourth on the Panthers. Greg Olson. Yes, Greg Olson. Didn't he just get re-injured? Sorry, uh, I might be jumping ahead here, or maybe I'm just crazy. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> You're just crazy. <laughs> but I think that Greg Olson is a is a good option if it's available for you to start. Uh, people haven't been starting him recently. Uh, Cameron Brait is another great one to start, but everyone picked him up last week, and after a touchdown that he scored, I doubt that anyone has dropped that particular player. Um, one of the, of the great players that I think that you should start this particular week that doesn't get enough love is David Njoku. Uh, again, probably not on the waiver wire, but a lot of people have Njoku and they picked up another tight end because he had a bye week and they didn't do so well. Um, I think Njoku is right now with Baker Mayfield doing so well, going to be a guy that excels over the, the last part of the season. So we just got on a tight end run here. Uh, I love Njoku. Uh, we're know, the Cam- we're the bottom half tight end podcast, remember? That's right. So <laughs> I, li- I like where we're going here. This is great. Uh, no, he's a great start this week. Uh, you know, Cameron Brait. Hopefully, you picked him up last week after yeah. OJ Howard went down. Uh, Winston loves the Brait. Uh, Eric Ebron. Um, you know, there's probably not a chance he's out there, but since Jack Go- Jack Doyle's gone now. Eric Ebron's a top five. Tight yeah, end. you know, I was worried about him specifically because he didn't practice the first two practices of the week. However, he came back this this uh, earlier today, and I was very relieved because I have him in two leagues. And with Jack Doyle out, Eric Ebron 
who has had some games of two touchdowns, one touchdown, you know, he's great throwing touchdowns, he's running touchdowns, he's all over. Well, he threw it. He threw a touchdown pass that Adam. Touchdown. He threw a touchdown pass that Andrew Luck should have got. How about that Andrew Luck catch this week? Did you see that? Oh my god, that was a great. That was a great catch for the first down. <laughs> it was athletic. Uh, but Brissett was out there. They were running a weird reverse play with Brissett, and he threw it to Andrew Luck, and it was a uh, it was a nice catch. Let me ask you a question. Uh, it's a weird question. Uh, AJ Green. AJ Green is has been injured a little bit, but he he looks to be coming back and playing this game. However, Andy Dalton is not the quarterback anymore. It's uh, Driscoll, and Driscoll. It's very interesting. Is is way more athletic than Andy Dalton. But was never really a good quarterback in college, as far as how the as the stats lie, and I'm wondering if AJ Green is healthy and he plays, which it looks like he will. Do you think he'll be a good start, or do you think that what will happen uh, will will happen um, like it does with other rookie quarterbacks or uh, quarterbacks that haven't played in a long time, where they end up passing more to the players they're familiar with, the guys in the practice squad? The guys uh, that are like third and fourth stringers. That happens when you don't have uh, A.J. Green or uh, (laughs) DeAndre Hopkins on your team. So it all goes to A.J. Green. If A.J. Green is playing... Could Driscoll be better than than Andy Dalton? Yes. (laughs) Andy Dalton has not been very good this year. I think so, too. I think they might have on their roster someone who's already better than Andy Dalton. Yes. Wouldn't that be amazing... Bring the, Eric Ebron over there. He'll fucking do better than Andy Dalton. Yeah, Antoine Randall-L. Like, just, just oh, bring call your guys up. Um, say, um, is there anyone you know that's a friend of yours that could sling the ball, like, at least 50 yards? Andy Dalton's probably a better quarterback. That's the reason he's there. <laughs> uh, but he's one of those mediocre quarterbacks that always gets you close, but, you know, just just enough. Just enough to keep his job, but not enough to lose it. Uh, and that's Andy Dalton. <laughs> um, one more question, Corey Davis. I'm I'm looking at him to be a starter now. He did so well last week, um, and Mariota since the bye has completed 77.5% of the passes that he's made for 9.6 yards per attempt, six touchdowns in three and a half games. So in those games, uh, Corey Davis has seen almost 30% of the passes thrown for Mariota. And two of the six touchdowns. Do you think that Corey Davis is going to be just a monster down the stretch, or do you think Tennessee is kind of fantasy fool's gold? Uh, it's so hit or miss. I don't think it's fantasy fool's gold, uh, but I don't think you can depend on it week to week. I mean, Corey Davis has a low floor. He has a great ceiling. Um, you know, this week particularly, like, you know, he's – I think he's going to do a good job this week, but, you know, he's had those performances where he's just not targeted and not there, and uh, that concerns me going into the playoffs. Of course. Uh, you know, if I have a close decision between two players, I might lean away from Corey Davis just looking at some of those threes or fours he put up during the regular season. Okay. Uh, anyone have any closing comments or anything you want to bring up? Lineup questions? Uh, anyone here on the podcast? Anybody here listening to the podcast? Anybody? 
You got about five seconds. Go Steelers. Oh, yeah, well, I'm a Steelers fan too, man. So Steelers at home versus LAC. I feel like the, the, you can't sit the Chargers. Th- Hashtag Le'Veon Bell makes football sick. Here's a good question. Joe with- Hayden has been a really good shutdown corner. I really appreciate that about him. Like, if you look at his stats, after the Steelers grabbed him, he's really improved their secondary. However, the rest of the secondary sucks. So whoever's not being covered by Joe Hayden will still have a good day, yeah. a good fantasy day. Um, what were you going to say? Start your Chargers, start your Steelers. Yeah, all of them, right? Start we're we're going to have points. James Conner's going to have a big bounce back. I know James Conner owners have probably been disappointed with the last two weeks. Oh, but, he's going to do um, it. He's, he's going to. It's going to be a thing. He's going to get after it. There's going to be a thing that happens. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> Hey. So thank you guys very much for listening to the Fantasy Finish Line podcast on drink5.com. Much appreciation to Mike and Jessica who joined us tonight. Please make sure to check out drink5.com for all of the articles that you're looking for. Rankings on Fantasy Pros are done by myself, David Biggs. We've got some pretty amazing rookie reports that are done each week by Sean Foss. Let's just have some beers and start the weekend. Cheers. Oh,